Podcast with your host Scotty Wrestling. I have decided to review SummerSlam and NXT Takeover this week in the same episode, as there will not be a normal episode later on this week due to myself going on vacation. So I thought this would be the best effort, which is also the reason why I did the CM Punk review on Friday night. So, I'm not going to talk through both all of SummerSlam and TakeOver because I don't think everything needs to talk about. I'm going to talk about the big moments, the big returns, the big matches. That's what we're going to talk about here. We're going to break those down because I don't need to spend, you know, a minute talking about Alexa Bliss versus Ava Marie. I don't have to spend a single second talking about that match. So, going to make this a very quick simple review but I wanted to get my thoughts out there before um, it was really you know too late and no one would care even a little so let's get into it we'll start off with SummerSlam of course because that is where we started uh, on Saturday night and the first match that I'm going to talk about is RK Bro defeating AJ Styles and Omos to win the Raw Tag Team Championship. Thought this match was really good. I thought this was a really good pay-per-view opener. It was very smart to me. Uh, RK Bro is very beloved, understandably so. They have that oddball shtick down to Pat. Um, and giving Randy Orton something to do is never a bad thing for WWE to do. It just makes all the sense in the world. And, you know, down the line, this is going to lead to Randy Orton versus Riddle. That's clearly where the goal of all this is. If I had to guess where that comes, uh, you know, it's interesting to me because maybe they last till Crown Jewel. I could see them, you know, letting Mansoor win the tag team titles with Mustafa Ali at Crown Jewel. That would probably make a lot of sense to them I could see them building towards then that way you would give them uh, Riddle and Orton a decent reign while putting in the work to make Ali and Mansoor a team by then and you know working through their 
mishaps and whatnot. So I think that would make a lot of sense. That being said, this was clearly the right move. It just it made all the sense in the world. Now I hope AJ Styles goes on to you know be a singles competitor again, fighting for titles. Him versus Lashley would make a lot of sense. Him versus who is the United States champion? Damian Priest would make some sense. There's a number of ways to go here, but I definitely am happy AJ's you know freed from that. RK Bro can run with them for a little bit, put some shine on those tag team titles. Uh, I brought up Damian Priest. Of course, he defeated Sheamus to win the United States Championship, his first title uh, on the main roster in WWE. Of course, he is a former NXT North American champion. Uh, I thought this match was pretty good. Very physical. Um, nothing, nothing jumped out at me per se in this match. I know a lot of people liked it. I thought it was fine. Um, it was the right move, though. Uh, I thought you know crowning Damian Priest made a lot of sense. Making the star that's always should be the move, especially at big shows like this. So in the end, I was pretty happy about it. I thought it was a good move, and you know that's that. Uh, let's get to the SmackDown Women's Championship match. This is one of the more noteworthy matches in many ways as what was scheduled was a WrestleMania main uh, rematch from the WrestleMania main event of night one. Bianca Belair defending the SmackDown Women's Championship against Sasha Banks. Uh, Bianca would make her entrance down to the ring, and I remember saying when it happened, I was like, why is she making her entrance first? She's a champion. She wasn't the only champion to end up doing this on um, – at SummerSlam, but it still was very weird to me. Anyways, uh, she gets in the ring. Greg Hamilton makes the announcement that Sasha Banks is not here. She's not able to compete. She will not be wrestling, and that Carmella will be the replacement. And you could hear, like, the groans of everyone because it just was so dumb. Because literally the night before, Bianca beat Carmella after beating Zelina Vega so like it made negative sense and you knew something had to happen here because if they just ran forward with this match then they were just messing it up and something happened as it was the return of Becky Lynch the man returns the man is back the return of what I would say is WWE's biggest female star of all time in terms of popularity. She's one of their biggest stars today. You know, it's her and Roman Reigns in terms of how much people love them and where they are on the card. So this was instantly massive. The reaction was phenomenal. Like, people, people lost it. And I was very happy to see Becky because I was like, okay, so they're going to give us a nice, awesome, you know, return match for Becky here. Bianca's going to get some shine from that because I think, yeah, I think the rematch would have been great. But the fact that they were able to go from that to, you know what, we're going to let Becky Lynch rub some shine on Bianca Belair. That, that seemed like to make a lot of sense. And... Becky would take Carmella out uh, to make sure that she got the match. Bianca would say yes. They're about to square off. Becky Lynch 
fakes for a handshake after the bell rings. As Bianca would go in, she would hit her with a forearm straight to the mouth and hit the manhandle slam for the three count. I believe it was 24 seconds, um, and Bianca Belair had lost her SmackDown Women's Championship. I thought Bianca Belair's reaction was phenomenal. Um, I definitely thought it was stunning overall. I never expected that to happen. I never expected them to pretty much do a squash in a sense. It just made no sense to me. And I understand, like, the forearm when she wasn't ready is probably, like, the element of surprise. And Becky's just, you know, trying to get a title back, which she did. She is now the SmackDown Women's Champion. But... I don't see how Bianca Belair fully benefits from a loss like this. Now, it all comes down to what's the story being told. Will Bianca Belair get that title back from Becky Lynch? Or will she just lose like a chump, kind of like Rhea Ripley has? That's my question, because I think you have a real opportunity to make another massive star with Bianca. And if she's not able to get that title back... It might all be for naught. And I love that Becky Lynch is back. I think, you know, we missed her. WWE's missed her massively. But I don't think she needed to be champion night one either. Now, that being said, uh, it was reported that Becky Lynch is expected to be a top heel on SmackDown, which is very confusing because who's going to boo? I guess their aim is that she screwed over Bianca, so people are going to boo her. But I don't see people booing her. We've already tried this before. It's not going to happen. So that's how I feel about the whole situation. Um, happy Becky's back. That was awesome. Great pop for me personally. Um, the only problem is that Bianca was on the other end, and I don't think that outweighs how excited I was for the return personally. So now that I sit here, you know, looking forward, Charlotte Flair faced off with Nikki A.S.H. and Rhea Ripley. Charlotte Flair won the title. Not shocking because Charlotte Flair doesn't lose. So it is what it is. Um, This match was fine. I thought this was going to be the spot that Becky Lynch made her return. I really did. So (laughs) when it happened and then they did this match, I was like, oh, no. Charlotte's just going to win, and that's the ultimate result. I don't know where we go from here. Um, they'll probably give Nikki Ash a rematch, but other than that, I just I don't see what's next. So, yeah, that's my thoughts on that. I don't have many. Edge versus Seth Rollins. I thought, one, this match was great. I thought the entrance for Edge doing the brood stuff was so cool, um, and then breaking into his regular song. I thought that was great. Uh, the match itself was awesome. I think it was one of Edge's best matches since coming back. Uh, second best match of the night, in my opinion. It was it was really good. Like, these two told an excellent story in the ring of how, you know, Edge needed the win. And Seth Rollins needed the win. And they were willing to do anything to hurt each other. Uh... There was at one point a spear, um, Edge speared Seth Rollins through the ropes to the outside. That was a scary but awesome spot. And in the end, 
Edge made Seth Rollins tap out, which I thought was really telling. I'm interested to see where they go because I I don't know if Edge is going to be on SmackDown for the next couple weeks. I don't think so. Um, because I think Edge, you know, probably going to take a break soon. So what is next for them is my question. For Seth Rollins, it's clearly building himself back up to get a title match eventually. Uh, maybe he snaps. Maybe we end up in a place where he tries to rebuild himself. We will see. But it's an odd one. It's definitely an odd situation overall. Bobby Lashley defeated Goldberg to retain the WWE Championship. This match wasn't good. But I enjoyed it because it was legitimately Bobby Lashley destroying Goldberg. Uh, he took out the leg of Goldberg and that spelled the end for him. He started destroying it, whether it be in the ring, um, with the ring post as he you know, would run his leg into it. I thought the way they gave Bobby this win was great. Um, in the end, Goldberg could not continue. Match ended. And then he was trying to attack him with a chair after um, his son runs down to the ring. Bobby Lashley locks in the hurt lock on his son, his 15-year-old son. And that's when it ended. And it's a bold move to have a 15-year-old, you know, get in the ring, get hurt. But at the same time, this is professional wrestling, people. This does He's not hurt. Like, it was just to sell the angle. I didn't think it was that big of a deal. Um, I thought it was always going to happen because of the way they had been, bu- had been building this up. It just made the most sense that this is how we take the next step. And I think it's clear that these two are probably going to feud at uh, Crown Jewel. They did announce Crown Jewel for October. That would probably be the place because uh, that way you give time. For Goldberg to rest his leg and so you can do that match so yeah I thought it was um, whatever Roman Reigns versus John Cena versus the for the Universal Championship this was the match this is the reason people wanted to go to the show this was the reason for everything and I thought in the end it delivered Cena tried to prove throughout the beginning of the match that it all that it takes is one, two, three. Um, then Reigns really started to dominate. It showed that, you know what? Cena might not have a chance. Cena not being there for so long is giving Roman Reigns a clear advantage. And maybe he shouldn't be doing this. And then Cena got his guts back. He started fighting back. He had hit an AA at one point for first great near fall of the match. Um, you know, fast forward, he would hit an AA onto the announce table, get Reigns in the ring and try to pin him. That was another near fall. He'd even hit the super AA from the top rope, and Reigns would kick out of that. It was... Tremendous. It was just so good because it just felt like these two, like, superheroes. I called it in my review Batman versus Superman because it wasn't a match necessarily where you wanted to cheer against either one. You just were happy it was happening. 
That's really what you feel. And I thought this was just so good. It was so good. Uh, in the end, Roman Reigns hits the spear. John Cena pinned in the middle of the ring. One, two, three. Reigns is celebrating in the middle of the ring. Then the music of Brock Lesnar hits. I popped. Everyone popped. This was the second best surprise, I think, of the weekend. No offense to Becky, but I think a lot of us had the feeling that Becky's coming back, unlike Brock Lesnar, who we were not too sure if we were going to see anytime soon. I thought it was great. Absolutely fantastic. Brock donning this, you know, full beard and a, like, uh, like a little ponytail. I don't know. He just looked like an absolute machine. I I love the new look. If he's, I hope he keeps it. And he looked shredded out of his mind. Like, this... He looked to be in one of the best shapes of his his life, especially since returning to WWE. He's never been in bad shape, but he just looked massive. Uh, in the end, him and Roman Reigns steered each other down while Paul Heyman is selling this like nobody's business. He's losing it. He has clear tears in his eyes. He doesn't know what to do because he never imagined Brock Lesnar having to come back, let alone standing up to his... Tribal Chief, he is the special counsel to Roman Reigns. And now, all of a sudden, the man that he has been with for pretty much his entire career was back, and he was in the middle of it. So that's the best story coming out of this by far, and it's really intriguing. So I can't wait to see what they do there, and I'm so happy Brock's back. I've been missing Brock personally. Brock is... Irreplaceable. He he is a one once in a lifetime main attraction that no one can match, in my opinion. He it just he gives that different aura in a sense, and the fact that he's back and we're gonna get him versus Roman Reigns in a whole new light where Brock Lesnar is the babyface and Roman Reigns is the heel. I'm very intrigued with this Paul Heyman story to boot. So, those are my thoughts on SummerSlam. Uh, let's get into NXT TakeOver before we call it a day. NXT TakeOver was live from the CWC at the Performance Center. To me, I thought this, you know, top to bottom was a very good to great show. Um, if this is, after all, the last TakeOver or the last TakeOver in the form of having independent talent and so forth then let's just enjoy it because they absolutely delivered here the night opened up with Cameron Grimes defeating LA Knight to become the million dollar champion thought this was a very good match better than their other two uh, Cameron Grimes is absolutely over and I'm sure he'll probably win that NXT championship it would make a lot of sense the fans absolutely love him they are chanting to the moon like non-stop thought LA Knight did really well in this match too um impressively well actually so yeah that's how I feel about this one it was just good from beginning to end uh Raquel Gonzalez defeated Dakota Kai to, to, to successfully defend her NXT Women's Championship I thought this match was really good I was just upset that Dakota Kai won because clearly that means you know she's never going to win 
this championship, which is just an absolute shame because I always thought she earned it by now. But whatever. Um, really good match. She would have hit the, uh, the Chingo Bomb, maybe, from the top rope, and that would put an end to Kai after the match was when Kaylee Ray made her way out signaling that one she's joining the main NXT roster and two she wants the NXT Women's Championship in my opinion you put the title on Kaylee Ray Kaylee Ray loses it to Saray down the line makes all the sense you also get Kaylee Ray um, the second reign as the NXT Women's Champion and I think she can carry for a couple months until they decide it's time for Saray's brunt. Now let's get into the, you know, the big stuff. The bigger, the big three matches of this show. Uh, first up was Walter defending the NXT United Kingdom Championship against Ilya Dragunov. The most anticipated rematch in the history of NXT or NXT UK. Walter doesn't miss. Ladies and gentlemen, Walter has been an anomaly in WWE. He has been phenomenal as the NXT United Kingdom champion. Every match he's in, you care about. And this rematch with Dragunov, who has rebuilt himself in the past 10 months to get back to this spot, to get back to winning that title, has been a tremendous story. And you could feel it all throughout this match. Was it physical? Sure was. Was it brutal? Sure was. Was it a emotional, barbaric, edge-of-your-seat fight? Sure was. It was so good. For me, one of my favorite, one of the best matches of the year. Any promotion you watch in professional wrestling... This is at the tippity-top full-out warfare where these two hold nothing back on each other. But they told the story, and that's why I think this is better than the first one because you had that emotional investment cheering for Ilya Dragunov. Uh, he was showing things that he's learned throughout the way that, you know, he's going to use to better himself in this match. Um, I thought the closing was absolutely tremendous where he has that sleeper hold on and Walter's trying to get out and trying to get out and he's doing all these things, but dragging off with the passion in his body, with the hopes and prayers to win that title, he would hold on and never let go. Walter would tap in the middle of the ring Meaning that it was his first loss. His first singles loss ever in WWE. And I personally think this could be the end of Walter in WWE. Because as someone who doesn't plan on moving to the United States. There is very limited that he can do here. And I think he'd be better off, you know. Being a star in the worlds of the New Japans and elsewhere. Because I think he has so much to offer more than just to NXT UK that it could be time for him. But this was all about Dragunov. 
he had such a great showing him and walter worked incredibly well and this match just was fantastic kyle o'reilly defeated adam cole in the undisputed finale two out of three falls match nothing out of the ordinary here exactly what i expected to happen actually um the first fall ended very quickly the second fall was really good it was the street fight and the third fall in the steel cage ended rather prematurely i thought still a good overall match and it sounds like this is adam cole's last match ever in nxt uh pw insider reported that they did not say whether or not he's going to the main roster or leaving wwe altogether but that is the story to continue watching um Huge win for Kyle O'Reilly. They can go a number of ways now, but if this is the, if this is the end, like we think it is for Adam Cole, Adam Cole ends his run in NXT as the brand's greatest superstar wrestler of all time. I don't think it's close. He established himself as that. He set the bar, and I don't know or. I don't know if anyone can ever match that. He's had one hell of a run. He's the longest reigning NXT champion in the world. He was the first Grand Slam champion or Triple Crown champion. I don't see anyone touching him. And for that in itself, there's something to appreciate. The main event of the evening saw Karrion Cross defend the NXT championship against the returning Samoa Joe. Big fight feel for this one. Joe, Joe, Joe was back. And he looked good. I thought he looked good for what, for how long he was out. He was out for a year and a half. That's a lot. And these two were physical with each other. These two went at it. Um, you felt every move they were hitting. You felt that they were trying to end each other in the middle of that ring. And I thought the best part of the entire match was when Joe, it was really the end. So, Joe is taking on Cross in the corner. He Cross ends up hitting elbow. He gets up on the top rope. This allows Joe to hit an Etsiguri, pretty much knocking Cross out, out cold on the top rope. Joe gets him up for the muscle buster, a move that he hasn't used since injuring Tyson Kidd with it, putting Karrion Cross down and pinning him in the middle of the ring. One, two, three. Three. I Again, I thought the match was very good, but the moment was even better. Seeing Samoa Joe come back, conquer Karrion Cross, end Karrion Cross's time in NXT, and show the world that he still got it. He's the first ever three-time NXT champion, and to me, he is one of the absolute greater, greatest of all time. I don't think that can be conflicted when it comes to his entire career from Ring of Honor to TNA to NXT 
to WWE. I think Samoa Joe has done so many things, so many great things, and put together the resume, the match quality, the promos to be called one of the best of all time. This was great. I'm looking forward to what the future holds for Samoa Joe. You know, with all these NXT changes coming, it 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 should be intriguing. It should be very intriguing. So, that being said, this is my review for both SummerSlam and NXT Takeover 36. I hope you enjoyed it. Um, I will not be back until probably two Thursdays from now. So, I will try to catch up on as much as I can. I will be missing, of course, the CM Punk debut on Dynamite. So, I will make sure to you know take a quick note of that on the next episode. So until next time, have a good one, everybody. また美学でしょう夢見る仲間たちを乗せて次の島目指して伝えしく